Last week we started a new series putting forth the truth that just as God moved in the past, He is still moving today. He is the eternal, self-existent, all-powerful, all-knowing God and refers to Himself as I Am. And we're discovering in the series God has not changed over time. He spoke in the past, He still speaks today. And that's what we covered in last week's sermon. And today we are looking at the fact that just as God called upon his people to pray in the past and promised to hear their prayers, well, God is continuing to call people to pray because he's still hearing prayers today. And that's the subject and the title of the, of the message I'm calling Always Hearing. Now, for a lot of us, we, we, we might receive an invitation to a wedding or a um, in the mail and arrives and, and I've just recently um, got an invitation to my youngest brother's wedding that's going to be held in in July and and it was a bit fancy it decorated up and it's sort of sort of talking about all the events that would be happening as part of the weekend and and it came with a an RSVP slip so we could respond to see if we were coming and and then different things um maybe you remember getting an invitation to a birthday party and and you are excited that you've been included and looking forward to, especially if it's a really cool party where something is um going to be like it's going to be way different or way better than a normal birthday party that you've been invited to maybe it's it's, it's a best friend and you're so happy about joining with them to be part of that um the thing is we get other invitations in the mail as well maybe it's an invitation to increase our credit card limit or an invitation to to be a part of this uh, event that maybe we're not looking forward to and and some of these extra invitations some of them end up in the bin some of them get covered by other things on the fridge as they um, are just laid with other things that come over time receiving the invitation means you've been thought of you've been included and i i believe that this invitation to pray is one of the greatest invitations in all of scripture that is given to god uh given by god to his children it's really amazing to think that the god of the universe invites us firstly to know him to communicate with him and to grow in our relationship with him and he does this by calling us to pray, inviting us to call upon his name. Psalm 18.6 says, In my distress I called upon the Lord to my God, and I cried for help from his temple. He heard my voice, and my cry to him reached his ears. Now sadly for the Christian, prayer is one of the most difficult things, um, or difficult Christian disciplines to practice on a regular basis. As I've met with people over time, this is one of the areas of life we seem to struggle with. Um, I'm sure we, we, we pray over our meals, we, we throw a prayer up for, uh, up for our children uh, and their safety every now and again. We, we ask God to change things in our family. We pray when confronted with an emergency or a health crisis. But the regular practice of prayer, if we are honest, is hard and we ask questions like what should i pray for how long should i pray what do i need to be praying for if god already knows what's going to happen do my prayers even matter and then you have the fact that our mind wanders in prayer we get distracted and bored easily um, with prayer um, you combine that natural difficulty it, it is to pray with the fact that satan will do anything in his power to keep us from praying and as wonderful as the invitation to call upon the name of the Lord, sometimes because of all the things I just mentioned, that invitation to pray 
that we receive in the mail is quickly covered up by the things we see as more important on our fridge. In 2 Kings 19 and 20, um, um, we are going to find two prayers um, a man um, named Hezekiah prayed. Hezekiah was the king of Judah at the time, and he was one of the few kings that had a heart bent towards God. Most kings in that day were evil and outdoing one another in their sin against God, but Hezekiah was different. In fact, listen to how he is described in 2 Kings 18, 5 and 6, when he was 25, 25 years old when he became the king. He trusted in the Lord, the God of Israel, so that there was none like him among all the kings of Judah after him, nor among those who were before him. For he held fast to the Lord. He did not depart from following him, but kept the commandments that the Lord commanded Moses. <coughs> You'll see why this is so important here in a few moments. But I do want to mark the character of Hezekiah. He had integrity. He had faith. He trusted in the Lord, followed him wholeheartedly. This doesn't mean he was perfect, but his heart was inclined to the Lord. The first prayer um, we, see, we see in chapter 19, which was read uh, for us this morning, and it was regarding a national crisis. The king of Assyria decides to come against Jerusalem and seek, um, and, and so basically Hezekiah went to pray to seek God's hand of protection from a country who had been ravaging the lands around them. Um, and and during and after that prayer, Isaiah basically came to him and says, your prayer has been answered. The second prayer is in chapter 20 and uh, in regards to a personal health crisis that Hezekiah faces. And we can learn from both these prayers. In this second prayer, um, I'm going to just pick up in, in 2 Kings um, chapter 20, verse um, 1. In those days, Hezekiah became sick and was at the point of death. And Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, came to him and said, Thus the, says the Lord, your house, set your house in order, for you shall die, and you shall not recover. Jumping over to verse 3, it says, and, and this is Hezekiah praying, Now, O Lord, please remember how I have walked before you in faithfulness and with a whole heart. I have done what is good in your sight. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. The amazing thing in this prayer is you read through it like Isaiah, Hezekiah must have went to pray straight away after Isaiah had been there because Hezekiah is still leaving the palace. And so, um, and, and basically before he had left the palace, he's, he's basically, um, um, God came to him and said, said, turn in verse, verse five, turn back and say to Hezekiah, the leader of my people, thus says the Lord, the God of David, your father, I've heard your prayer. I've seen your tears. Behold, I will heal you, and on the third day you shall go up to the house of the Lord. And so today, looking at those prayer, I want to look at um, what I'm calling healthy prayer. See, prayer is not meant to be some magical chant we do to get God's attention in here. God is not like a genie. A prayer is not like rubbing the side of a lamp. And so before we get into certain aspects of prayer, the, or the ingredients of prayer, we need to understand and realize that prayer in its most basic form is about our relationship with God. And what we learn from Isaiah, from Hezekiah is that healthy prayer includes a healthy posture. Now, I'm not talking as much about physical posture, even though that can be important. Um, 
praying in a physical way doesn't increase God's uh, ears towards us. I remember times when um, we'd be going on a youth trip and, and one of the things we'd always do before leaving is that we'd pray together. And sometimes we pray as we're driving. Now, one of the things we, we normally do when we pray is shut our eyes. Now, you don't want the driver to be praying with his eyes shut. Like, shutting your eyes does not make God hear you any more or less, but it's something that we do to help us concentrate. Now, while we're driving, we need to be concentrating on something else, and so we can pray with our eyes open. Um, praying in a certain physical way doesn't increase God's ears towards us, but it's the posture of our hearts that becomes really important. When confronted with being assaulted and overthrown by an enemy, and then when confronted with his own mortality, did you notice the response of Hezekiah in both these situations? In the first situation, 2 Kings 19, 14, we see Hezekiah says, And Hezekiah went up to the house of the Lord and, and spread before the Lord. In situation 2, um, in 2 Kings 20, uh, verse 2 and, and uh, A and 3B, it says, Then Hezekiah turned his face to the wall, and pray to the Lord. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. Both times Hezekiah's posture was one of humility and brokenness. And God is attracted like a magnet to those who are humble and broken. It's a spiritual law. God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. In both these passages, Hezekiah knew his place well. He was the king, but he fully realized there was someone greater than him. 2 Kings 19.15 um, has Hezekiah um, coming to pray before the Lord. He says, O Lord, the God of Israel, a throne above the cherubim, you are the God, you alone of all the kingdoms of the earth. You have made heaven and earth. In this prayer, he's emphasizing the sovereign rule and reign of God. He knows the world does not revolve around him, but instead is controlled by someone greater, the God of the universe. Hezekiah understands his place, and this is where all, all the healthy prayer begins. It starts by understanding the simple fact that we are not God. And this takes humility. It takes an element of brokenness to understand this and embrace this. If you want to know some of the key reasons God is perhaps not responding to our prayers, let's pause and, and list out a few right now. The, the, common, denominator, the common denominator is often pride. Pride will, will lead to a, a, a disconnection with God. When we moved into our new house, we, we quickly realized that the phone reception in our house was horrible. Um, making a call was, was really difficult. You'd have to stand on the back deck or out the front um, and f text messages wouldn't come in. And um, we had to wait for the internet to be connected so we could boost our signal um, um, so that people would be able to communicate with us. People were ringing us and they weren't getting through and we'd try to ring people um, and, and we'd get through. And that's the same when it comes to pride in our life. It leads us to have a disconnection with God because we are not coming to God, one, or we're not coming to God in the right attitude. And and that I think the first area that we need to look at in this, when we look at the things that disconnect us from God, is our unbelief unbelief is if you don't believe God is going to work and whether that's you don't believe in God and so you don't don't believe that God is going to work or if you believe in God but you don't believe he's going to work in a situation um, it makes it hard um, Psalm 10 forces in in the pride of his face the wicked does not seek him all his thoughts are there is no God and so 
in our unbelief, we, we don't we don't go to God. And so we try and handle it ourselves. And so that straight away prevents God from hearing us because we're not even speaking to him about the issue. Why, why pray when, we, when there is no God? Um, when we pray, we must pray in belief, knowing God hears our prayers. Another reason God may not respond to our prayers is selfishness. What we are asking for is not for God's glory or for his will to be done. We are Instead, we're asking the Lord for something for the wrong reasons, with wrong motives. James 4.3 says, You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your own passions. We're not praying as Jesus did, Your will be done on earth as in heaven. Not my will, but yours be done. Sometimes our prayers are not responded to because self is at the core of our prayer. Another reason for that disconnection is disobedience. What does the Bible say about this as it relates to prayer? Well, Isaiah 59, 1 and 2 says, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened, that it cannot save, or his ear dull, that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have made a separation between you and your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he does not hear. Choosing to live in willful, habitual sin will cause a dropout call every single time. God cannot overlook our sin in our lives if we are not coming to him seeking forgiveness for that sin and seeking to change from that. Psalm 66 um, verse 18 says, If I have cherished iniquity in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. Just because there is an invitation to call upon the Lord doesn't mean you can do what you want and then just genie him up when you need when needed. To think this way is to have a very obscure view of God and a very twisted view of yourself. One more reason God may not hear um, may not respond to our prayer. Um, here, here, so here in black and white are some of the reasons our prayers are hindered, not responded to. And every one of these, unbelief, selfishness, and disobedience are all a form of pride. Would, would you be willing to sort of reflect on your life today? The I am is still the I am, and he's still hearing prayers. And if you sense God is distance, is one of these the reason? Let, let the Holy Spirit search your heart today. Is there something you are asking God to do, but deep on the inside, doubt whether or not he can do it? And maybe you're not asking him for that reason. Or maybe you need to pray and ask God to give you a desire for his will over your will. Ask him to search your motives and see if it's the glory of God you are after or the glory of self. Or maybe it's just confession of sin you need to deal with. God is not responding um, and you know it's because of some sin in your life. You are, you are cherishing or holding on to, clinging to. And you need God's power to let go of that sin today. Listen, God is still in the business of hearing prayers. And if we come before him with a healthy posture, and that is and that is a healthy heart toward, towards him. God is not looking for perfection. He's simply looking for, for one who displays a posture of humility and brokenness. Hezekiah was, was by no means perfect. Just keep looking um, at, in 2 Kings 20 and you'll see that with the mistake that he makes but recall what he what was said about him and his character earlier who he was on the inside and the attitude in which he came before god was important 
because of how he lived, humble before God, God was with him. And because he knew God was with him, he trusted in him. And and this leads us to the second lesson we can learn from Hezekiah's prayer, and that is healthy prayer includes a healthy perspective. In his prayer, he acknowledged the sovereign rule and reign of God, and he trusted the Lord to answer his prayer, and this is key. However the Lord saw fit. Go back to the situation Hezekiah faced. The nation of Assyria was coming against him and the city of Jerusalem. Um, Hezekiah prays and asks God to intervene. And we'll see here in just a moment that this is a key ingredient to prayer. We ask of God. Then when Hezekiah is 39 years of age, he is that he's going to die. He asks the Lord to intervene. In both cases, he demonstrates a trust in God. He had no idea how God would move on the nation, a nation's behalf. And with Assyria, an angel went through their camp, killing 185,000 people, protecting Israel from being defeated and slaughtered themselves. I doubt Hezekiah had God answering that prayer in that way in his mind. What about when God answers Hezekiah's prayer regarding his death sentence? He gives him 15 more years. Well, that's great. But if I'm Hezekiah, I'm thinking that's just 54 or 55 years of age. Can't you do more, God? With Hezekiah, we don't get any inclination of him doubting, debating, or being discouraged by the answer God gives. Because of a deep-seated trust in God, he could pray with an honest heart, not my will, but yours be done. Do you have this deep-seated trust in God? What if his response is no? Do you have a healthy perspective that God is sovereign and in control and knows better? God operates on a different level than we do. His ways are not our ways. His timing is not our timing. We see this in Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. (coughs) For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than, than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. He is altogether different from us, working his plan. And, and healthy prayer includes a healthy posture and a healthy perspective. So what do you need to do to change in your life or in your heart to open up communication with God? You need to know that a prayer of forgiveness is always heard. A prayer from the heart, from a heart in need, a humble heart, is always heard. A prayer from one who is seeking God to rule in their own hearts as well as the world around them will always be heard. God may not answer in the way we expect, but his loving ear is inclined to us always. Let's just pray together. Lord, help us hunger and thirst for times in quiet prayer. Help us to remove any distractions that keep us from you. And remind us in a refreshing way today that you are always hearing. May May our heart be right before you. May we trust in your answer to us. And may we seek your will and your kingdom rule. Thank you that your ears are open to us. Amen.